0: Anyway, shall we do a clap? We shall. Okay, ready? Is this your new fucking thing now, <laughs> where you take a second to realize I need to hear you?
1: No, I was I was just stretching my I'm
0: stretching my hands. Okay, are we ready? Ready. One, two, three. Did you clap?
1: I did. want to clap again
0: yes i didn't hear it now i gotta lean way over here and watch you because i don't trust you all right are you ready yep one two three hey there we go why
1: would i lie why would i lie about clapping
0: i don't know because you're awful
1: yeah that's true okay fair enough I need to uh, I need a shout out to Disney uh, real quick. Disney. You never
0: do that. You never, never. talk up Disney and he preys upon the mouse's little round head.
1: My ma- uh, master Mickey would be so pleased with me. Mm. Uh, so about two hours ago at this point, no, three hours ago, uh, a big piece of news dropped. Well, it's a rumor, but nonetheless, it's a big, it's a significant thing. In a Disney California adventure, which is the theme park that holds Avengers Campus, there uh-huh. is a Sunset Boulevard area, and at the end of the at the end of the street, there is a Hyperion Theater where, mm-hmm. like before before COVID, you could see a really cool fifteen minute stage production of Aladdin. It was really really cool. Cool, but they but they got rid of it, uh, and because of COVID, they really haven't done anything with it because they don't want people in an enclosed space mm-hmm. during a pandemic. Call no them crazy.
0: Else. I know, weird.
1: Uh, so, uh, rumor is that they're going to bring back a stage show, Ooh. and the stage show they're going to bring back is the musical they had in Hawkeye.
0: <gasps> no way! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rogers the Musical? <laughs> Rogers the Musical,
1: that is the rumor. Yeah, uh, I would
0: watch the shit out of Rogers the Musical. I absolutely would. I I unequivocally adore Rogers the musical. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's fun. You know, I'm not a musicals aren't my favorite genre, as know, you know, I Stephanie. Know. But I I understand it's it's fun.
0: He could do this all day. Oh my god! <laughs> and the scene. Someday we'll talk about Hawkeye, and I can really dive into like all the meta gags that are in that for the musical theater kids.
1: I have a I have a, oh. a well I have a friend who uh, likes to talk to, talk about musicals a lot,
0: mm.
1: uh, and I've already heard that lecture. <laughs>
0: well, I'm going to tell it to the microphone.
1: Oh. oh, you're not talking just to me anymore. You're just talking- Yeah,
0: once again, once again, uh, there are other people, hopefully, besides you and I, who listen to our podcast. Huh. Huh. I know. I know. Weird, but roll with me on this.
1: I'm rolling. I'm rolling, rolling with rolling, the homies. Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> rolling with the homies. <laughs> 90s realness, yeah, and most of yeah, y'all yeah. don't even know where that's from.
0: some of them, some of them weren't born yet.
1: I know, I know. When did
0: Clueless even come out? Hold on,
1: 94. Uh, I'm thinking.
0: Let's find out. Clueless. God Ugh, damn it!
1: As if. Maybe. Talk about a movie I can quote mm, from beginning to
0: 1995.
1: end. 1995.
0: Mm-hmm. 95. Okay. Ugh, Great. It's way harsh tie. Sorry, i forgot my nickname
1: uh I, I i uh i uh love the soundtrack too Lots oh of really my good. god
0: yeah oh, i love it it does anyway. not say rsvp on the statue of liberty <laughs> and she's right
1: boy have we forgotten that uh anyway
0: <laughs> we would do well to reflect upon the wise words of Cher.
1: Uh, I don't have any reviews to embarrass you today with, Stephanie, but... Which I do is good, because bit...
0: I haven't even introduced the show yet.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. But, um, well, I guess we should do
0: that then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is going so well. I want y'all, to point out to had... everybody that, that yeah, that's awesome. That wasn't actually a response. That was his brain filling in the space so that he could realize what I said. That's what that was. That's correct. And, yeah, he wasn't uh, actually talking I...
1: I have to apologize. I was giving Steph, like, a brief breakdown of what my day was like. I am... uh, My anxiety level uh, is extremely high because I have to fly tomorrow for work. Yep. Uh, When I agreed to do this business trip, uh, people were required to wear masks. uh, People were getting vaccinated. Mm. And people were going to be required at this event, I'm going to, to wear masks inside and be vaccinated. None of those things are true anymore, other than the part where I have to fly. So... (laughs) Uh, I'm a bit stressed out right now, and, uh... We're all wit- a bit
0: stressed out. I don't want you to go either.
1: Yeah, I mean, fuck the that. only, um, the only, sh- uh, because it's in Orlando, the only bright spot is I could theoretically rage quit and then go to Epcot.
0: Yeah, that'll definitely minimize your exposure.
1: Well, no, at that point, fuck it. I'm just gonna go to Epcot.
0: That At that point, fuck it. I'm just gonna lick the nostrils of everyone I see. Come <laughs> on,
1: yeah, I mean, <laughs> why's it got to be nostrils? Gosh, you're really. That's so where the virus
0: some, lives, bitch.
1: You're you're in some weird shit. Okay, I'm anyway. not to
0: some weird. where. It, okay, you know what? Fuck you. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, you know, may the odds be ever in your favor as you travel. But shall we introduce a podcast today? Let's,
1: let's do it.
0: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Marvelous Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Marvel and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. Period. That's the end of that sentence. See?
1: Wow. that yeah. That's good.
0: Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Chris. <laughs> I... <laughs>
1: I am it's Chris. Right. I am that gay man. I like Hungarian food personally. And uh, and, and, and Stephanie, mm. there's nothing you have in that little box that will do anything but bore me to tears. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So... Uh- do you you said you don't have any reviews or anything before we do we have anything to talk about before we jump into the episode?
1: I do. I just wanted okay. to thank people for listening to our show. Uh we've had a record week, Stephanie. We're oh, wow. getting more listeners. Uh it's getting interesting because we are actually getting people who don't know us from Dark Side Diva. So uh that's cool. Welcome that's to awesome. this Hi. welcome to the shit show that we are.
0: Hello. <laughs> How are you? I wish I'd had a cleverer intro then. So because now I'm being reminded that there's there's more people listening. So
1: But I did get a listener question that oh, okay. I thought was that I thought would be good to ask on the show. What you got? Um so uh uh, uh fuck I forgot to write down your name. I'm so sorry, person. This uh they're like a patron the too, that. so I have no I have no good excuse. Um mm-hmm. they so they are a listener of our other podcast and they said um I noticed that you and Stephanie take uh sidetracks to doing uh uh awesome Star Wars things like like that god awful holiday episode. <laughs> uh, what would you do for Marvelous Divas? Are there any sidetracks that you're planning? And Steph, we haven't talked about that cuz we're pretty we really much. Cuz but I can't even think of very many sidetracks. Uh,
0: the only thing I could think of is the Marvel one-shots. Mm. Mm-hmm, that could mm-hmm. be something we could do um because they they're they're really cute uh they're short uh we could we could if we find a spot where we want to take like a break from all the the marvel of it all but i mean looking at the there's not a lot of clean breaks in the Mm. material no
1: (laughs) so i I was um, thinking didn't the x-men animated series have a holiday episode I thought it'd be cool to do something like that at some point.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe I mean, do nothing, the research. Yeah,
1: nothing has the equivalent of the masterpiece that is the Star Wars holiday episode. But, That's uh,
0: facts. Yeah,
1: <laughs> which probably would have killed Marvel. Um, Star, Wars bar- <laughs> Star Wars barely survived that shit. So you know. Yeah. But um, but you know, we really have never talked about it as the answer, and I. Haven't even pondered it until you asked me that today. So thank you so much for that question. I have no idea. I'm sorry we can't be more helpful.
0: <laughs> but it is something that we can start thinking about. If we find like a, a spot where we want to take a break, uh, where maybe like in between the Iron Men uh, or something, uh, then maybe we'll the do Iron like, The Iron Mans. The Iron Mans. Then, yeah. Yeah, we might think of something. But yeah, it really hadn't even occurred.
1: Yeah, so. Because
0: the, the Star Wars watch through has clean breaks. It's got like, you know, here's this movie, this movie, here's this you know clone wars and the seasons all have breaks and stuff like that so you know there was there was logical places to do that but this the the mcu flows man for better or worse it fucking flows so
1: yeah is that a shark week joke
0: no but thank you for reminding me that it is shark week <laughs>
1: um i'm sorry um yeah, maybe so- maybe
0: we can take a break after agent carter
1: Oh, there's an idea. Uh, But uh, thank you for the question. By the way, that question came to us from a Discord user, our Discord. How do they get access to our Discord, Stephanie?
0: Uh, They signed up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash divaspodcast. People who sign up for our Patreon get access to all kinds of cool shit, like behind the scenes video footage of what you're listening to right now. And also, um, you know, access to our super cool uh, private Discord server where people hang out and are awesome all day.
1: Yeah, we're also going to do some exclusive content pretty soon. Um, so if you want in on that, it's just five bucks a month. It's actually cheaper than a Big Mac meal at McDonald's. So you know, just saying.
0: Fuck I'm hungry.
1: I know, right? Also, inflation. That's fu- isn't that fucked up. Remember when Big Mac meals used to just be three bucks? No. Oh, I guess. But you're I do not remember
0: big... forty-nine cent Taco Tuesdays.
1: Oh my god, I love those. Okay, anyway, it's
0: Taco Sundays. Anyway, you know, you know what? It doesn't matter. Okay, okay. Doesn't so matter. that's enough. That is enough shameless self-promotion. Uh, except for one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh just a quick note in case we forget to say it at the end of the episode. Um, because of the travel shit that we may have mentioned already, uh, with Chris, real life is kind of kind of ambushing us right now. So next week, uh, we will not be recording a new Marvelous Divas episode next week. We will be taking a week off on Marvelous Divas and we'll be coming back the week after. So just so you know, we will be skipping a week for Marvelous Divas. But it'll be okay. This, we'll be this- back.
1: This could be my last episode. I could be dead by then, so...
0: I won't... You know what? The only reason you'll be dead is because I killed you for continuously joking about possibly being dead. Yeah. So, stop it.
1: (laughs) I'll buy that for a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh,
0: So, um... Shall we? <laughs> this episode is off to the smoothest start. Uh Shall we get into why we're here today?
1: Let's do it. I'm All ready. All
0: right. So what we're doing on this podcast is we are watching through the entire MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe, in... The chronological order as best we can establish it at this time. Which means that we started with Captain America the First Avenger and are now moving through Agent Carter. So today, we are on Agent Carter Season 2, Episode 7, Monsters.
1: Dun dun dun!
0: Do you have a previously on?
1: Dottie in danger! Dottie Underwood is recruited by Agent Carter to help her collect a sample of zero matter... To save her, to save Peggy's hot, sexy lab boyfriend. But the bishop <laughs> does not go according to plan, and Dottie is captured. Meanwhile, Whitney Frost has killed most of the council members, taking over control of the council herself. How will Agent Carter oppose the powerful council and Whitney Frost? And what perils await her companions?
0: Ba-ba-ba-ba. So many perils. Much so peril. So
1: fucking many. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I was shocked by this episode just in general. Um, it was it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty and,
0: fucking rough.
1: Yeah, and f- if you're having a bad week, y'all, seriously wouldn't recommend uh, watching this episode. It ends rough. Um, I got emotionally invested. They did a really excellent job in general, but I that that is my warning at the top of this episode. It gets kind of sad yeah. at the end.
0: The, this season has uh, has lulled us into a false sense of, of chuckling security.
1: That's exactly and what it is.
0: This episode is here to tear all that down. Thanks to uh, the director. Uh, <laughs> director is Metin Husin. Mm. He's uh, a British director. Has been directing TV shit since 1990. Uh, they've directed multiple episodes of shows like Merlin, Shameless, Borgia, Outlander, and one episode of American Gods.
1: Oh, which one?
0: uh the lake effect it's in the second season Uh, i haven't seen the
1: second season so
0: you know it's you know we're not doing american gods divas let me just put it that way
1: uh i'm not doing that unless we do real housewives divas so there (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: this episode is also written by christopher marcus now christopher marcus this is interesting has mostly written for animation Hmm. Uh, he wrote for the 2012 Thundercats, multiple <gasps> yeah, multiple Transformer series, and several episodes of Avengers Assemble.
1: I've never seen that show. I need, I, I, I need to.
0: I, um, it may be because uh, Madame Mask is a character in Avengers Assemble. That may be where that crossover is happening. Oh, because we do have our own little version of Madame Mask here in this show. Absolutely. And if you will excuse me one moment. My ginger overlord is furious that we've started without her. Feels ah,
1: um, gotta love that boomer, y'all. They will show up at exactly the wrong time, every time. I know. Come here. Oof. Aww.
0: You know it wouldn't be so bad if she wasn't fucking almost fifteen pounds.
1: Oh my yeah. God, girl. She she's
0: thick. She's a she, she's a thick bitch. all right so we opened this episode at a press conference (laughs) with whitney frost in glorious widow couture like there's no way this bitch got this made no just not she already had her what am i gonna wear when calvin fucking finally dies outfit planned and ready
1: I you you know how we made the joke about the apology video, like uh, the when we when we get canceled, like when we say something totally awful, like uh-huh, we have to make a uh-huh. video. Well, my uh, my wish is that when I do my uh, apology video, it is exactly like this. I'm going to come out in this like like gothy black dress. I'm going to have press in front of me. I'm going to be standing in front of the gates of the ABC studios with and-
0: magnificent with a magnificent veil veil. Oh.
1: And I'll, I'll. My apology will be like, I said this horrible thing, and I just want to say, fuck y'all, <laughs> and, and, then, and then walk out.
0: <laughs> because that's essentially God bless her. Okay, she's wearing what you absolutely wear if you totally killed your husband last night, plus a veil. Uh, and she steps up to the podium, and she's like, sniffle, sniffle. First of all, I want to thank my fans. <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> I love you. (laughs) And all of my family at the studio. (laughs) Like, what? Okay. Uh, But she's, you know, she's weepy and she's pouring the emotion into it because let's remember she's an actress. Mm -hmm. And she tells everyone that tragically her husband and conveniently a bunch of people on the Council of Nine. She doesn't say that, but, you know, these fucking wealthy white men Mm -hmm. all died in a tragic boating accident off of Catalina Island.
1: I can't tell you how unrealistic that is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, because that sounds like a super, like, it sounds like a euphemism. It sounds like, like you know, how oh, he died in a boating accident off of Catalina Island totally means he was murdered by the mob or something, you know? I mean, like, nobody yeah. dies in a boating accident off of Catalina Island for real, do they?
1: Well, unfortunately, well, okay. T- tell me know. about it. Tell me about it, I don't it, know about boy. back then, but I can tell you today... Like there are so many boats that go back and forth all all day every day. Catalina Island is a very popular place to go. Tourists will go there. People will vacation there. People will just hang out there for a day. It mm-hmm. is an ex- like yeah. I mean, it's like saying you know for for you uh, my my car suddenly exploded uh, on the major freeway in your area, mm-hmm. and but nobody saw it or noticed it. You know, yeah. it's like, no, that doesn't happen.
0: This is the weirdest thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it felt like like a euphemism. Like, obviously, nobody's actually going to believe this. These men are totally dead, but this obviously is not what happened to them. Well, but maybe I'm just projecting because I know that she ate them with her black alien goo shit.
1: <laughs> well, to be, in her defense, it's not like they're going to find any bodies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no body, no murder. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Nothing to investigate here. Uh, so while she's going on and on uh she susa and peggy are there they're watching this press conference and susa's like geez she really is a good actress
1: oh god she's uh...
0: (laughs) well yeah and that's peggy's reaction she's like oh please if i could spit i would
1: (laughs) (laughs) why can't she spit
0: uh because it's not what ladies do in public
1: I'm 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 trying to not make a swallow joke right now, Stephanie. Hold on. I'm trying so hard.
0: <laughs> no, you already got it. You're good. Uh so they totally know. They can tell, especially because of all the heavy eye contact that Whitney is making with Peggy while she's saying things like I won't let this break me. I will rise from this stronger than ever. Uh they know. They they definitely know that Whitney totally fucking killed these people. Oh yeah. They know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Yeah, so uh, Pe- <laughs> Agent Carter is not done. She is gonna keep coming after Whitney. Oh yeah. Um, Souza is like girl, <laughs> and <sighs> and then of course the topic of Dottie comes up, and you know like Carter uh, Souza is like, well, what if Dottie's Dottie's dead? Mm-hmm. And Carter says that she's a survivor, and she ain't gonna believe Dottie is dead until she sees a body. Only Yo. problem with that is. If she got there's zero no bo- mattered, there would be nobody <laughs> ever. There
0: would be nobody. That's right. They don't know that yet, though. I don't think they have yeah. that information yet. Uh, so they're like, fuck, we still got it. Like Dottie's out there somewhere. We got to find her. They, they suspect that Whitney has Dottie and that if she does, that she will be using Dottie against them. So there's that. Um, and Peggy is determined to find Dottie and possibly rescue her because Peggy feels personally responsible for the fact that Dottie's even out in the world in the first place. And she's right about that.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: I, I am normally an advocate for Peggy, stop blaming yourself for everything. But no, this really is your problem.
1: <laughs> you really do have to address this. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I agree with yeah. that
0: 100%. Um, and uh, Peggy mentions that Jarvis is back at the house trying to fix the transponder so that they can actually track Dottie. And he's going to go check on that. And Suze like, yeah, uh, let me know how it goes. Also, maybe we should, um, we should talk.
1: We should air quote talk.
0: We should talk about. Stuff and things, and how I want to kiss your whole face.
1: And just all my, the time. In my notes, I wrote, wow, this is the most awkward fucking scene I've ever seen in a Marvel show.
0: <laughs> it is awkward because it's that moment where. Where it's like somebody who's been your best friend for for whom you've never been able to entertain the the possibility of the romantic feelings that you have for them. But you shove that all aside for whatever reason. And now it's a possibility and it's awkward. I don't know how to talk to you now <clears throat> because I want to lick your face. You know, like.
1: This is where Sousa and I differ. And bear in mind, I'm a classy girl. <laughs> I would have uh-huh. just been like, so or. If I can ask, are we fucking?
0: <laughs> it's okay if you say no,
1: no problem, but is it happening because
0: well, here's you know. the thing. If if clear, honest, <laughs> frank communication was allowed, we wouldn't have 99.99% of all the romantic tropes that we have. Because so many of them are based in awkwardness and misinformation and misunderstandings. And we can't be together because you're already with someone else, even though if we all just sat down and had a conversation like adults, maybe we could work something out. Polly and Marie, Polly and Marie. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to keep on marching that drum around the room. Um, but anyway, no, we have to have the awkward because that's what I mean, I feel you. I would I I hate the awkwardness. I hate it. Me yeah. in my personal life, I prefer to cut through it and be like, "Hey, so look, I really like you. Can we? If, if you're into me too, let's just jump to that part."
1: It's a great filter for me too because, yeah. like, you know, people who are ashamed of of sex and and I'm not talking about ace people. That's different. You're not. Uh, you're that's not, not a shame thing. That's, that's not a, a shame that's, thing. That's a sexuality. I, I'm talking about the people who are like actually have. Uh, um uh the ability to be attracted to someone and want to have sex with them, but they are they just have a lot of insecurities about it. Those people I don't jive with very well. I pay I spent a lot of money in therapy. I would like for someone else to who probably have also gone to therapy to yeah. be on my level, at my wavelength mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have a direct conversation and just skip past the bullshit. But that's not Susa's way.
0: Well, no, and yeah, that's, that's because, fine. because they're TV show characters. I know, I know, I know. But it, it, it really was, sometimes these awkward moments, though, they get us, you know, you get a little like squirmy and blushy about it because it's so cute and shippy. Yeah. Especially when you get the moment where like they walk away and Sousa is getting in the car, but he turns around and gives her a smile before he gets in the car and my panties fell off. <laughs> it was a good smile. <laughs> <laughs> It, they metaphorically fell off. Nothing actually <laughs> fell off.
1: That was, that was literally my mental image was like your panties <laughs> falling off and like your husband walking in and like, uh, you're watching a show on your iPad. What is happening
0: right now? <laughs> he smiled at her and he'd be like, oh, okay, well, the kids are awake. Will you put your panties you back on? <laughs> None of this actually happened. <laughs> no, <what>
1: No, it's <laughs> metaphorical.
0: Not that fucking weird. Anyway.
1: Uh, um, yeah, so speaking of romance. Uh, speaking
0: of, I was going to say, speaking of awkward romantic moments.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 this is why in, we're in, friends. In some dark basement somewhere. Now, oh, yeah. Cal- my fellow Californians, why is there a basement? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just going to go ahead and go with that, that a basement exists. In I a really feel home.
0: like ba- basements are not as common as TV and movies would like for us to think they are.
1: True. I mean, I'm sure there are some houses out there in the world that sure. have basements, but you know, in a land where, I don't know, the earth can suddenly shake and cause c- c- right. total devastation, that's not a basement? that common. Yeah. 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 Okay, anyway. Anyway, in a basement. Um,
0: <laughs> in a basement, what's going on?
1: Yeah, so uh Vernon, ugh, that uh, that 70s dad is there and Donnie is tied up and he's she essentially is. attempting to intimidate her. <laughs> uh, taking out some tools and Dottie uh, everything Dottie says in this scene is fucking perfection
0: I know and like I can only use so many sound clips per episode <laughs> so because right. like I don't want to get sued uh, so but no she's she's fucking brilliant in this episode she is not intimidated by Vernon
1: not Vernon no no and I love the setup for this There's, so Vernon is taking out torture, torture tools uh-huh. like pliers and such and Dottie remarks oh how romantic how romantic great for a first date or something like that
0: right <laughs> and and she says that line that you said at the beginning about and you don't have anything in there that's not going to bore me to tears so vernon is like mm-hmm. so he takes a pair of pliers and he gets up real close and he starts bragging about having interrogated the wife of a nazi officer a woman by the name of ilsa Koch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: so i googled her is she real yeah really yeah so here's the thing ilsa ilsa cook the witch of buchenwald
1: Buchenwald was a
0: real person uh she's a goddamn nightmare y'all do not google her if you want to sleep at night she's all No. no she was the wife of a concentration camp officer and so she had free and easy access to inmates Wow. And he says in this scene, She liked to kill prisoners and skin the tattoos off their bodies as a souvenir. And there is no actual physical evidence that real life Ilse Koch did that. But there's lots of eyewitness testimony that she did.
1: Oh my God.
0: And the only reason that she got a life sentence instead of death A, she claimed to be pregnant, which may or may not have been true. And B, they were not able to find any physical evidence that she did these things. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Suffice it to say, she was awful. She was horrible. She was real. And in the real world, she and her husband stole money from their concentration camp inmates and then killed the inmates to hide all the evidence of having stolen all of their money. Um, so she was sentenced to life in prison for her war crimes and ultimately died by hanging herself in her cell in 1967. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so a fun note though.
1: A <laughs> fun, now fun note.
0: <laughs> the article that I found talking about this and relating the story of this woman back to this episode specifically stated that, uh, <laughs> that Vernon's interrogation of her couldn't have possibly gotten any useful information because she was just the wife of the Nazi concentration camp officer guy and wouldn't have been privy to any kind of major decisions or management practices or anything like that so vernon's interrogation was dumb and like maybe you're not writing an article about this entire fucking show that is entirely about how much shit the women in these situations fucking know and can do and are underestimated for Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: i found that ridiculous
1: yeah that well
0: of course if he interrogated this bitch she had information right of course she did right of uh, course she did.
1: My my take on this, though, you know, Vernon bragged that he broke this terrible woman. But the uh-huh. thing is that she's a bigot, and right. bigots big, are cowards, and bigots are cowards, and they're pussies. Right. So of course, of course, he broke her. Yeah. I mean, your boomer the cat could break her. <laughs> you know, Look, so that's terrifying. not impressive. And so Dottie is totally unimpressed too.
0: But one more point. One more point. Mm-hmm. Which is that if we are in canon, that uh, that he interrogated ilsa then we have to, i i can headcanon and i can assume that the interrogation of ilsa Koch is why vernon does not underestimate women like peggy dotty or whitney huh. he took a really long hard horrible road to not being a sexist pig
1: Ew. because he,
0: he was shown that women can be every bit as monstrous as men in this world and that that created the equality in his mind He doesn't underestimate women at all
1: That That's really gross to think about But I think you're right
0: There it is Okay, so yeah, Dottie's not impressed by his little story
1: <clears throat> Nope um, And he told her like he's going to do all these things to her He's going to pull, you know, he shows her the pliers and Right Dott- Another fucking great line Dottie informs Vernon, you know what
0: I've pulled out my own teeth My own nails My own hair burned my own flesh with a blue
1: torch. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And I'm just like, oh my god. This yeah, bitch is insane.
0: <laughs> she's amazing. She's like, you are wasting my time. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. and,
1: Vernon, and Vernon's all like, look, you're alone in the world. Russia doesn't like you. Leviathan doesn't like you. Mm-hmm. And you think Peggy is your friend, which, by the way, she does not think mm-hmm. Peggy is her
0: friend. But we'll get to that. That's that's actually because we have we jump around so much in this episode. That's actually like phase two of this interrogation right now. He's so annoyed with her. He grabs her by the face and he's like, tell me what Peggy was looking for. And she's like, I ain't saying shit to you. (laughs) He's like, she's like, look at you. You're so scared of that pretty blonde monster that's holding your leash. And she's right. And Vernon, you can tell by Vernon's face. That's how he's operating right now. He is terrified of Whitney.
1: Uh and that is the cor that is the correct I'll give him this. That is yes. the correct uh uh mindset to be in right now. Yep, because yep. Whitney Frost is fucking dangerous and a little bit insane.
0: I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to support women's wrongs. Okay. Uh so we cut to the lab at Shea Stark. Back at the lab. hmm We are building uh the containment unit for uh, dr wilkes mm-hmm. uh, anna is helping with the construction and it really is only anna helping him anna excuse me it really is only anna helping him uh because jarvis is busy fixing the fucking transponder um and this containment thing is really cool looking it's like a it looks like a shark cage made out of copper tubes in an art deco studio
1: right right
0: yeah it's really it's fucking cool
1: uh, I would I would normally put this on some Stark tech bullshit, but this is uh, Wilkes tech bullshit.
0: Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> <laughs> this is entirely Wilkes' design. Stark's not even in the country. No. Um, so yeah, movies. Anna's helping him. No, he's in Peru.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He's yeah, still painting in Peru.
0: He's he's off trying to find his old professor who could help with the whole Wilkes problem. Um, mind you, all of this is happening over the course of just a few days.
1: This is insane.
0: Yeah, this is just, this is, this is days of, sh- oh, it's crazy. Anyway, um, so Wilkes is, is flickering out of existence more and more. Yeah. Um, he does it right in front of Anna. She's very concerned. Meanwhile, Jarvis has repaired the transponder. Hooray. Um, Yay. And at some point, at some point in all this, Peggy comes in. Yeah. Uh, she checks in with Wilkes and ask him ha- asks him how he's doing. And he's like, do you want an honest answer? And Peggy's like, actually, no.
1: No, not right now. I've had uh, way too much that's gone wrong. <laughs> right.
0: And he's like, then I'm great. <laughs> oh. oh, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. Poor Wilkes. At least you're still pretty. So pretty.
1: Well, yeah. So, you know, Peggy is starting to talk about uh, how they're going to find uh, Dottie. And right. there's, they have the, the transponder is working, but... Uh, there's no signal. Mm-hmm. Um, so while uh, her and Jarvis are talking, Wilkes in the background is getting visibly annoyed and visibly yeah. pissed. Uh-huh. And then he throws the biggest fucking hissy fit.
0: Look, he's been under a lot of stress and he keeps getting yo-yoed back and forth into this evil zero matter dimension. He's super stressed out.
1: Yeah. And he's annoyed and he's getting pissed. And yeah. Like, and, but also, and also, also go ahead. there's that realization that there is another man. That's all yeah. into Peggy.
0: And like, Peggy has been his guiding star and he's put her up on this pedestal of of this fucking paladin woman who's going to save him from all of this. And so he's got some unrealistic expectations and they did flirt and they went on a half a date and got shot at. Like, dude, you don't understand about the history between these two, but whatever. Anyway, um, so he's he's an, that's a whole other story. And that's going to come up later. Um, he's super annoyed. He pops off and Peggy's like, look. We have to We have to deal with Dottie. I'm not going to leave her out there to the tender mercies of Whitney. I wouldn't leave anyone with her. Right. Uh, and he's like, okay, so you're saving her. And, he, and, and then Dottie's like, she was acting under my orders. And Wilkes goes, so it's actually just about saving yourself. Like, this is mean.
1: Uh, Yeah, it's a little, mm, but he's not wrong.
0: He, he, exactly. This is her responsibility. She is culpable. She's responsible for anything that Dottie does while Dottie's out on her orders. Absolutely. Uh, so, but Wilkes takes it a step too far. And he's like, why are you even rescuing her then? The kill switch on that box works on a different frequency than the transponder. You could just hit the button and be done with it.
1: And that's fucked up, by the way.
0: It is fucked up. And Peggy, ooh.
1: <laughs> we were we were speculating last episode if the kill part was real. And, and it, it is, because there's a fucking button. But it is. we did is. see that. We did see the button briefly last episode, but I, I didn't think it was real.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Boomer, Boomer doesn't think it's real either, and she wants out of this room. So I'll be right back. Yeah. Hold on. She's fucking awful. I'm so sorry.
1: No, no, it's fine. No, cats are getting cat.
0: I was on a fucking roll. We were talking. Get out. You threw off my groove. <laughs> Beware the groove. <laughs> The groove. Groove. <laughs> uh, I just got back on headphones in time to hear that. That was awesome. Okay. Uh, so Peggy is like, whoa, okay, calm your tits. I understand that you're stressed. And Wilkes is like, you understand nothing. This isn't simply about my death. I'm facing much worse than that. Because again, zero matter dimension.
1: Yeah, he's he's, he's not going to die. He's going to go to a different dimension. And got, and Lord knows what's going to happen yeah, uh, a dimension there... full of
0: cold and pain and awfulness. Like, mm-hmm. why, 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 mm-hmm. why? And it's, you know, that's a valid fucking point. And I get that you're super stressed out, dude, but we're not going to talk to you about that right now because we're, we're switching back to Dottie's interrogation.
1: <laughs> right? Right. Uh... <laughs>
0: There's so much bouncing around in this episode, even more than usual.
1: A lot more. Uh, yeah, yeah. So back at the torture room, the, the serum clearly didn't work. Uh, it's mother's milk, Dottie notes. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He's He's <laughs>
0: been injecting her with like a whole ass bottle of fucking truth serum. It doesn't matter.
1: So Vernon tries to go for manipulation again because that worked mm-hmm. before. And he mentions uh, that, you know, uh, she's not that smart <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, Dr. Fenhoff tricked her. Into working with.
0: Yes, we finally get the fucking scoop on why she's in America at all.
1: Right. Uh, Dr. Fedhoff tricked her into believing that she was some sort of greater operation. And instead, she ended up embarrassing Leviathan, she embarrassed Mm. Stalin, she embarrassed Russia, and now she's a girl without a country.
0: Yeah, Fenhoff, uh, was going rogue on that whole operation that was the plot of last season. That wasn't Leviathan. That was just Fenhoff going on a personal revenge vendetta and he's tricked Dottie into helping him. And so now, now she's the shame of Leviathan and she, she has been disavowed. And so that, again, this is why I, I, she has, I, I think, I think that this is, Again, why she's even why she was, you know, uh, going to steal the tie pin, why she was going after the Council of Nine, because she thought if she'd brought down a big enough score, Leviathan might take her back. That's my that's my theory.
1: Okay, I love it.
0: Yeah. So but the saddest part is this is where he's like, you think that you have a friend in Peggy, Mm. but she she would she would sooner see you hanged. And there's a, a bit of a glimmer. Dottie's really, really good at controlling her expression, but there's a little bit of a glimmer when when she's when she hears that. I think she does think of Peggy as a friend, as close to a friend as she gets. Now, bear in mind, we saw what Dottie does to her friends.
1: I was just about to say she broke she broke her friend's neck.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so this not this, this isn't like you know, like slumber party friends. This is like no. somebody who I can trust until I need to break your neck, friends. Anyway, but we don't get to hear any more about that because who walks in?
1: Motherfuck, the mob?
0: Like, what? (laughs) Joseph Manfredi is here. Why? Because Whitney scooped her ex back up real quick after she ate her husband. I mean,
1: and haven't haven't we all done that?
0: I, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Same hashtag relatable
1: uh, <laughs>
0: joseph manfredi walks in and he and he says to vernon uh your presence is requested and vernon's like i'm busy and he's like uh-huh uh, you, you want i should tell her, her like that? that Yeah. <laughs> the answer is no he does not want no, to tell he, no, Whitney that no no so now we're outside poolside with whitney who is still in her widow dress
1: i love her kind i love her so good. is it possible so to good. love someone so much no um
0: it is but and because we're doing it we're doing it right right. (laughs) it's so possible
1: anyway whitney is on about the goddamn uh uranium rods and vernon's like look we have the ability to make more Uh and whitney is this fucking scientist no i have to have the exact same uranium rod so i can replicate what created zero matter in the first place you fucking Mm -hmm. moron
0: I added that little part, last part. Well, (laughs) yes, but no, it was heavily implied. Uh, Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, behind them, uh, Joseph Manfredi's at the bar, poiling, poiling? Pouring. Pouring a glass of wine. uh, Because he and Mm -mm. all of his men Mm -mm. are the new security for the Council of Nine.
1: He's pouring grappa, specifically.
0: Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't know what the fuck grappa is. What's grappa? Uh,
1: I'm going to butcher the explanation so one moment oh
0: my god here we go see you try and school me you don't have the information
1: uh it is a uh that well no because i always forget what the difference is between wine and grappa uh it's an alcoholic beverage a Mm -hmm. fragrant grape-based pumice brandy of italian origin so it's more brandy less wine
0: okay that's it it sounds like wine to me but i am uncultured swine so i don't know
1: well you don't drink that's why
0: i don't not by choice i wish i could alas anyway so yeah joseph manfredi's there drinking his fucking grappa because that's a very important distinction uh and he's there because he and all of his guys are running security for the council now much to vernon's consternation but vernon doesn't have time to be upset about that because whitney is like get me the same exact fucking rods and then she lifts up her veil Mm -hmm. and shows vernon the shiny black scar on the side of his of her face And he can't look at it. He has to look away. You know who does like looking at it, though? Joe. Joseph Manfredi. Mm -hmm. He gazes so fondly upon her and tells her that she is more beautiful than ever.
1: And And I believe him.
0: I believe him. I believe he is sincere. He fucking adores her. And he's just enough of a fucking psychopath to not be in any way intimidated uh, or turned off by this glorious, powerful new scar on her face.
1: And that's the thing. She's a full-blown villain now. He fucking loves that. He's into it. He's a yeah. fucking mob boss. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no longer a weird, awkward wall between them in terms of, like, willing, willing to go to that's really dark she's places. Not, she's
0: not trying to pretend to be, like a good person or going straight or publicly acceptable in any way she wants to control the world and he's like oh you're so pretty anyway uh so vernon's got his marching orders find the fucking rods and uh he's like okay well then what are you gonna be doing about dotty underwood i was in the middle of interrogating her and whitney goes i'll talk to her (laughs) i have a feeling this needs a woman's touch Mm. Mm. And then she reaches up a hand to touch his face on the way by, and he flinches away. <laughs> he, like, he's so
1: fucking scared. It's like, don't fucking touch me, which, yeah, correct. Yeah,
0: exactly. And correct. correct. So Whitney goes to talk to Dottie. And everybody's smiling.
1: I love this scene so
0: much. Everybody's smiling. Because here, it's really interesting to me that they take a beat for these two women to smile at each other. Why? Because these are both women who use smiles as weapons and masks. They don't mm. have genuine smiles.
1: Right. Well, I mean, um, Dottie is certainly not, <laughs> she's not safe right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, Dottie, Dottie is is doing her best. She's like, you can see her, 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 the wheels are spinning in her head. She is calculating as fast as she can. What is the best way to handle this terrifying little woman who just walked in here? And Whitney is just smiling at her, you know, the way that cats smile at birds. Ugh. It's, yeah, these are not, they don't, there are no genuine smiles. Any smile with these women is double-edged in some way. Like it's got, it's got another meaning and a dark meaning. And so that's really interesting. These two are definitely equal players in that regard. But Dottie's going to find out pretty quickly that she can't play Whitney.
1: No, uh, she tries though. Uh, She does make a, she does make a sarcastic remark to her and she says, oh, you're going to need a lot more makeup to cover that up. Re- mm-hmm. Referencing the veins The black veins On Whitney's face Right um, And she tries to manipulate Whitney And she even <laughs> says This is my favorite line In the show Coming up right now uh, oh, okay Dottie is like We're in the same boat You and me We're powerful mm-hmm. women We're not understood We need to stick together Some shit like that mm-hmm. and, and Whitney says Oh
0: We're not in the same boat We're not even in the same ocean.
1: I fucking love that line so much.
0: (laughs) And she's right, and that's just true. Yeah, Dottie is used to being the most dangerous and competent woman in the world in the room, and she's not anymore. And she damn well knows it because she saw what Whitney did. She was hiding in the fucking wicker cabinet when it went down. So when when Whitney reaches for her. Diamond choker that she's still wearing. Dottie fucking Underwood flinches. She's yep. legitimately scared. She's
1: legit scared. Yeah.
0: Oh. This
1: is where oh. Whitney. Announced, this is where Whitney announces. Oh, by the way, I track. I track. I disabled that stupid ass tracking device in the necklace. Uh huh. Because hello, she's a super genius too, just like Stark. Um, exactly. Yeah.
0: And she's like, Peggy's not going to be coming to rescue you. And mm. Dottie. You get a blink out of Dottie. Dottie was really expecting somebody to come rescue her. Yeah. Like, because because even Dottie trusts that Peggy will will keep her word and trusts Peggy's integrity.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, she, and
0: knows. She knows that Peggy's going to come. Get, because that's what heroes fucking do. They come and rescue your stupid ass. Anyway, so Whitney grabs, Whitney grabs, grabs Dottie by the throat.
1: And I screamed... No!
0: <laughs> Black veins go up from Whitney's hand and start to envelop Dottie's face. And she turns her head back and she screams, and commercial break, drink Coke. What? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? I, I,
1: I I and th- I actually put in my notes in this several times. They pick the best worst, uh, best yeah. slash worst spots in this episode. They go to fucking a commercial break. Like, what?
0: Because... Like, Ugh. Back in the day, kids,
1: oh, God. <laughs> the
0: commercial break was actually a commercial break. Like you had to wait in the days before streaming, like you couldn't skip the ad. Right. And so you had to put something right before the commercial break that would keep the audience coming back after the commercial. There had to be little little mini stingers and cliffhangers throughout your episode. Fucking. Okay but it it,
1: it seemed particularly TV. poignant in this episode than in the previous ones. Where and they,
0: they hit some notes. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. So we come back from, uh, our commercial break with our, you know, right. our brank. <laughs> Stop. I'm tired. We come back from our commercial break. To a shot of Dottie's wide open mouth gagging on the black goo that's crawling up through her throat.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. That's that's great. <laughs> that's wonderful.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, what happened? What happened to my slack, slapstick comedy Glamour 40s show? Right. Why is it a horror show now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oh my God. L- luckily
1: Whitney breaks it and all the blackness goes away. And mm-hmm. so Whitney's like, so bitch, are you going to talk? You know? um and dotty <laughs> dotty tells whitney about wilkes
0: Dottie tells whitney everything yeah she spills everything she knows she's like peggy wanted a sample of your blood i got it for her she wanted it for her new boyfriend it's his name is wilkes and he's a scientist and he's a ghost and he your stuff passes right through him and 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 like she just fucking spills the beans
1: and Whitney is satisfied with this answer and, s- and announces to Dottie, well, you're still of use to me. And she go- reaches behind her, gets, grabs the back of the necklace and reactivates the tracking device. <sighs> it's setting the table for a fucking trap.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So back at Shay Stark, Wilkes and, and his, his new box is all getting set up and stuff, right? Uh, he steps into it. Uh, they say, are you ready? He nods his head and says, no and so uh they turn on the box uh, and it's got like glowy purple lights and stuff uh and peggy gets the the sample thingy with the the syringe and sort of like injects it back at his hand and he sucks up the sample and then what he's
1: fucking solid And and then the the first thing he chooses to do when he realizes he's solid is he reaches out embraces peggy and fucking makes out with her
0: <laughs> well, okay. He's inside this cage. He right. can't grab her and and drag her in. She shakes his hand to congratulate him, and he pulls her in and smooches all over her face. Mm-hmm. Um, which look, if the Sousa thing hadn't happened, that would be exactly what we're doing.
1: But it has, and awkwardness, like to- it's like
0: super awkward, so awkward,
1: and fucking the the. I love the dual reaction between Jarvis and Anna. Yeah,
0: uh, Anna's uh, like, oh.
1: And Jarvis is horrified because and Jarvis, Jarvis is knows. so because remember last episode, Jarvis just heard the whole thing with Souza, yeah,
0: yeah, c 3 po knows what's going on. Anna thinks it's adorable. Jarvis knows the whole story, which means yeah. he hasn't told Anna by, no. by the way because they have, he's a, communi- not gonna, they
1: have a communication the, problem. We'll talk well, about that but, later.
0: but also, but also that's not that's Peggy's business. That's not his business to be telling anyone because Jarvis is a, is the best friend. Yeah. So, uh, Wilkes recovers from the awkwardness of Peggy pulling away and walking away from him Ugh. instead of just mugging down. Right? I know. The, well, what did the, you want he- her to
1: do? Like, pull off his pants and just start going to town?
0: Are you asking if that's what I wanted to happen? No, I'm happen? asking
1: what did you want her to do? I know what you and I would would do, which... Is pulling I mean, his pants off and
0: Yeah, that's exactly your okay. <laughs> peppa. But no. Um I mean, obviously she 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 wasn't expecting or even understanding how her feelings in the situation are evolving. She's been powerfully attracted to him. He's a remarkable person. So have we and, all. Yes, yeah, so say we all. So say but, we
1: all.
0: But <laughs> but things have evolved and the possibility of Sousa is back. And so like, she's sort of wavering and it's weird. And like, Look, Peggy has been, she hasn't had a day off since Pearl Harbor, right? Like, her Mm -hmm. only other romantic connection, because everything was war all the time, was her fucking fiancé, who she ditched, and then Steve goddamn Rogers, Captain fucking America, okay? Like, that was star-crossed as fuck. So no, she's not super in touch with her romantic emotions right now. And so all of this is happening all at once, and it's really overwhelming, so she walks away. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so Wilkes recovers from that and he's like, I am uh, I'm hungry. (laughs) So and Anna's like, of course you are. You haven't eaten in days. I will make you a Hungarian feast, which sounds delicious.
1: It is so yummy. Um, It is funny to me that a British person doesn't think it's. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because she (laughs) walks out of the room and Wilkes is like, I've never had Hungarian food. Is it good? And Jarvis goes, eh. (laughs) Shut up, you boil stuff.
1: Right. Uh, And then the signal goes off. I have in my notes, which doesn't- Yes.
0: They pick up Dottie's signal. We know because Peggy calls Sousa. (gasps) Right. And she's, she's info dumping to him on the phone. We we see him in his office. He picks up the phone and she's like, uh, she Dottie is in Santa Clarita and, and all of this information. And and Susan's like, yeah, mom, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, before we proceed, Steph, would you like to know about Santa Clarita?
0: (laughs) All I know about Santa Clarita is from what I learned on the Santa Clarita diet. Uh,
1: that is by the way, where my, uh, several members of my family live. Uh, so, I live Do they hour... have zombies too? Mm, no,
0: because there were zombies in the Santa Clarita diet.
1: I, I've seen that show. I, it's I, a I, really,
0: it's really it, funny. Shut it's up. It's
1: okay. It's the parts of it are really, really funny for sure. Yes, um, and I totally watched it because Santa Clarita is in it. But uh, they specifically name uh, name check a place, Newhall Ranch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Stephanie, I'm going to send a link to you and y'all. Oh, if, you wanna, if you want to, if you want to check this out, uh, filmnewhall.com. And then go to the link, Our Resume, and look at the list of different productions that have filmed here. It is literally uh, some of the greatest pieces of film cinema have happened here.
0: Okay. Good Morning Vietnam, Mosquito Coast, Parenthood, Tremors.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And some bad. (laughs) The Color Purple, uh, uh, Fifth Element, you know, like... It, it it doesn't stop, and then a lot of and then matters. like the
0: list of commercials, and yeah, Fast and Furious is out there.
1: Fast and Furious. Um, so yeah, so Santa Crida is a desert. It is fucking hot, but um, at the time but it's a dry
0: heat. Huh? It, it's a dry uh-huh. heat. It is a dry heat, <laughs> but it's still
1: very fucking hot. But it's so it was so far away from Hollywood, um, and at the time, especially in the sixties, seventies, and eighties, there was hardly any evidence of civilization whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. so they uh, film crews were able to go out and recreate entire towns and worlds and such and there would be like no limitations in what they can do out there mm-hmm. but the amount of stories on every single production that happens uh uh here uh you know it's like such and such actor got dehydrated such and such person got heat stroke mm-hmm. it's like a non-stop story because it, it's it's really fucking hot because it's the
0: desert. It's the desert. It's Hot out there, yeah.
1: It's only uh, it's only a couple miles away or a couple hours drive away from Death Valley. So, oh, yeah,
0: the valley where death happens.
1: Well, the hot one of the hottest parts of the world.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh, is that? Do we have more on Santa, Santa Clarita?
1: That's it. And that's actually my only LA trivia
0: <laughs> for Aww. this
1: episode. Sorry. <laughs> okay,
0: so Peggy is like, yeah, she's out in Santa Clarita, and uh, Souza is clearly indicating that he cannot talk right now. He's calling her mom, saying, no, I can't come visit mom, mom. and all that stuff. And so Peggy goes, Vernon Masters is there, isn't he? And Sousa's like, yeah, so I'm going to go. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, oops. Uh, So he hangs up. And so Sousa and Vernon have a little conversation where Vernon wants Sousa and the SSR to find the stolen uranium rods for Roxxon.
1: But it's very veiled, right? I mean, well, yeah. he's basically threatening him too. If you don't fucking find it, uh, I'm going to do something to you. But he doesn't. Right. But he doesn't say it like that. He he. It's it's very. You have to. Y'all have to watch the episode for the first time. That 70s dad does a decent acting job. That's mm-hmm. ki- that's kind of nice.
0: That's actually two scenes later because of the way this fucking episode goes. Because we're with them in the office for like a second, and then we cut back to Peggy hanging up the phone. Uh, you
1: know. I, yeah. You're right. I know.
0: I know. It's, I know. It's
1: hard. It's so hard.
0: So Peggy hangs up and she's like, well, we're on our own. Susan's not going to be able to come help. And Jarvis is like, um, isn't it a little, don't you find it inexplicable that this signal should conveniently be turning on right now? And Peggy's like, it isn't inexplicable, Mr. Jarvis. We're walking into a trap. <laughs> and Jarvis is like, oh, okay. And then, and then Jarvis takes Peggy outside and demonstrates the jitterbug. Do you remember the jitterbug?
1: I do. They. Uh, I wanted to. I, I got confused when we they busted out the jitterbug. Are they? Uh, has this? Was this not a thing that they had in the lab in season one?
0: No, we have not seen the jitterbug before, as far as I know.
1: I could have sworn it was on the back uh, on the backdrop, um, and I I spent way too much time looking this up and I it couldn't find it.
0: May have been in the background that's after they. It, it, this may be one of his bad babies, mm-hmm. and that's why you saw it in the SSR lab. That's what I'm saying. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. But no. <laughs>
0: I don't remember seeing it.
1: Okay. Uh, I Anyway, this is a ding on the Stark, Stark bullshit. Oh, it's,
0: it is it is a massive Stark tech bullshit,
1: um, Do we want to talk about the code? No, we have to wait till later. Right? The, the what? Co- the, the, the password code. I, yeah, no, we'll
0: get to it. We'll get to it. So but the why, jitter why, button.
1: But why do it like that? Like, why not just have a button that says fire? Oh, my God. No, I'm just I'm bitching about it
0: because plot so uh the jitterbug jarvis is pleased to demonstrate by aiming it at the lawn furniture that what the jitterbug does it is an uh, an unwieldy clunky ass device uh that you put on the floor and it will for a 170 degree arc in front of it generate a concussive blast right so you know you set it down you wait for the bad guys to get close enough you enter the code boop 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 and boom everybody gets knocked over Okay, cool, awesome. Uh so they're gonna be taking that with them to deal with whatever massive reinforcements Whitney most likely has at this facility where they're keeping Dottie. Cool. So Anna is watching all of this, and she like you can see her make a decision. And so she comes out and brings Jarvis a darker colored jacket because mm. uh it would be better for being a prowler. Right. And that's adorable, and she gives him a big damn hug. And she's clearly worried. And Jarvis is like, I, ju- I, I, don't worry. Miss, Miss Carter is going to be just fine. And Anna's like, I'm not worried about her. <laughs> you ass. <I'm> like, <laughs> okay. Cause you're not
1: good at this. You because can die. You're,
0: you're just Jarvis. <laughs> um, and so she, but turns out she's the sweetest most supportive person ever because she's like look i can see that she needs your help and i can see how much you need this so i can permit you your adventure mr jarvis but you must also allow me to wring my hands from time to time so you go on your adventures but know that she's gonna worry right that's just how that is and so she sends him away with a loving smile and they're off on their adventure meanwhile back at the ssr god now vernon and susa are talking and Sousa is giving Vernon shit about uh, why did it take Roxxon so long to report this heist? It happened days ago. Because, again, this is all happening within a few days.
1: So this is where Vernon is essentially eluding uh, That's not the right word. He's he's threatening Sousa, but he's not. Yeah,
0: it's a veiled threat.
1: Yeah, it's a ve- that's the word I'm looking for. hes It's a veiled threat.
0: I feel like he's trying to to get a feel for if Sousa is going to be like a Jack Thompson for him. Like, if this is someone that he can corrupt, that he can use, that he can groom. Um, because he starts doing the whole, hey, you know, you're a war hero. Right. And if you want, you know, you're your, the next chapter in your war hero story to be even more war hero-y, then, you know... You got you find these uranium rods, and then like the right people will be super impressed and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and like maybe that would work on Jack Thompson, right? But it doesn't work on Sousa.
1: No, because Sousa doesn't take any shit.
0: No, Sousa's like a like Peggy Light, mm-hmm. you know. Sousa's all integrity and shit. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, he he basically tells Vernon is basically like find the uranium rods. Like the if you pe- yeah. if you peel back the veils over this conversation. Vernon's like, find the uranium rods or fucking else. And Sousa, underneath all of his veils, is, I ain't finding shit for you. Is ultimately how the conversation is going. That's the subtext to all of the very polite shit they're saying.
1: I think you need to be realistic about our ability to be able to find your uranium rods or something like that, is what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, and I'm just like, oh, Sousa. <laughs> You're in danger, girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Vernon's not one to play with, honey. But neither is Sousa. Okay. I mean, S- Sousa's a tough motherfucker. And he's just, and he's the fucking chief of the SSR. Like, Ugh. he's, he's feeling pretty, pretty, he's feeling his Wheaties of having some authority in this place. It's his fucking office. But anyway, we'll see how that works out for him. Meanwhile, we're on a road trip with Jarvis and Peggy.
1: Yeah. And they don't talk about anything serious and just head right to where they need to go, right?
0: You do this thing where I toss you the ball, and then you toss the ball back at me. Well, you can just say no,
1: because that's that's not what happens. They fucking stop. uh, 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 (laughs) Jarvis decides that this is the most appropriate time to discuss Peggy's love triangle.
0: Yeah, he keeps bringing up Wilkes. Mm -hmm. And he's like, so Wilkes seems very happy and seeing some stuff. Peggy gets sick of it, rolls her eyes, reaches her foot across the car, and slams on the brakes.
1: Well... (laughs) <laughs> uh Jarvis is allowed to inquire. He just saw he heard what happened with Souza and he just saw her kiss Wilkes. So what the yeah. fuck, Peggy? What are you doing? Yeah. Pick a lane.
0: He said she's been in this in between these lanes for 5 minutes. Will you cut our girl some slack?
1: I agree, pick with a you. Lane. I, I agree with pick you. Pick a lane,
0: and also, uh, no, why I, do we I, have I, to pick lanes? Why can't it be an H O V lane and we all ride together? Polyamory, I, I polyamory, polyamory. I, I said
1: pick a lane from the from the perspective of Jarvis. You know me. I don't
0: think I don't think My, Jarvis is even is even feeling that though.
1: I I think I think Jarvis knows a situation that Peggy does not want to be in, mm-hmm. and he, he wants to talk to her about it because he sees nothing but bad for her. Because because I do think. Just like Captain America, Agent Carter is a serial monogamist. Yeah, 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 and uh-huh. absolutely. And if she does something really messed up to these two guys, she's gonna feel so terrible about it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I'm like, just break their hearts. Fuck it, um, <laughs> you know. But but and so that's why jar. I, that's why I think Jarvis is having to talk with her.
0: Well, yeah, because uh, because this is best friendship shit, is what this is. I mean, this is of course he's having the talk with her. Nobody else is going to do it. Uh, he's like, this is a bit of a sticky wicket in regards to, to Chief Souza, you know, because of that whole kiss with Wilkes. And Peggy's like, I don't know what she's talking about. And Jarvis reveals that he totally heard about Violet breaking off the engagement with Souza. He wasn't eavesdropping. You guys just left the channel open and he had a radio in his glasses. And what did you expect was going to happen? So of course he overheard it, and so now we're going to talk about it. And he points out to Peggy, uh, I believe he he called it. You have
1: rather gone from famine to feast. vis-a-vis quality suitors.
0: <laughs> and, so and, yeah, and doesn't she said something?
1: Doesn't she say something like?
0: I never intended to encourage the affections of two quality suitors, as you say. Yes, she didn't mean to. This this just happened. And Jarvis is like, look, I get it. This is difficult. He says
1: between Doctor Wilkes' incandescent smile. And Chief Suza's eyes so warm, yet so wide.
0: (laughs) And Peggy's like, no, no, no. Okay, stop. God. I understand that they are both amazing. Never meant to do this. I don't, I, she, she never meant for this to be the situation. She's only ever been trying to do her fucking job. Right. And now all of a sudden she's got these men.
1: Yeah, she's not trying to get a fucking husband right now. She's trying to she's trying to save the world.
0: Well, and, but she was. Like, she had made space in her life and her mind and her heart for there to be a Sousa situation before. But then he fucking moved to L.A. Mm-hmm. And so she ju- she shut all that down and got back to business. And then there's Wilkes. And now Sousa's back on the table. And she just, she's so, none of this is spy shit. Like, give her a fucking bomb <laughs> she's to She's not defune. good at this part. Or something like we talked about this last season. Peggy's not good at friends. She's not good at boyfriends no, either.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: not. there's just romance was not a course at spy school. Okay. Like this isn't something that they taught her yeah. uh, about genuine emotional connection or anything. So she doesn't know what the fuck to do. And so, uh, and she, if she doesn't, she's completely taken aback by it and surprised by it. And Jarvis is like, I think you underestimate your allure because she does.
1: She does. Absolutely. She doesn't think of herself as... She doesn't see herself that way at all.
0: Period. No. She, she's had to be, you know, she spent the entire war being one of the dudes uh, to yeah. to an extreme degree because she had to be because they were in the middle of a fucking war zone. Uh, and now, you know, she, she's civilian life and civilian ladies get dudes. And you're not one of them. You get to bang them, honey, if you just pick one. <laughs> and, but, no more than but, one. More than but one. she's. But we established that we're more than one for fuck's sake. But we establish she is absolutely, justifiably, correctly, very attracted to both of them. She has no idea what the fuck to do.
1: Test run, try them out. Yeah.
0: But that's not how we operate when, I we're, know, when I know. we're Captain I'd, America I'd... in a skirt in 1947.
1: Oh. <laughs> God, I'm a whore. Anyway. Well, uh. no, I mean,
0: but, you know. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Same. But anyway... We don't know what to do. We're back on the road. So they yeah, start we're back driving. Yeah, are back on the road, there. and
1: then suddenly the sun falls out of the sky, and it's dark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I assume it's just a really long drive to Santa Clarita. It I is don't know. not.
1: They are already in Santa Clarita when they're filming. So I don't know. Maybe they waited for the sun to fall before they Maybe they, they did, yeah. so, that,
0: so that they could sneak in. Uh,
1: but I put that in my notes. It's like, why did the sun just suddenly fall out of the sky? It's just um, gone.
0: It's just gone. It's sad.
1: Yeah, so Jarvis sneaks into the pool area, and some guy's like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here? Are you trying to attack us, blah, blah, blah? <laughs> he
0: sneaks very badly. He, and and, Jarvis, <laughs> and is like, caught.
1: Jarvis is like, hey, I'm actually the distraction. And the guy's like,
0: whoa? <laughs> um, and then Peggy knocks him out from behind.
1: Yep. So this is the moment where Jarvis gets out the device and he uh-huh. has to put in the code number, which again, infuriating. Why is it designed because, like this, Howard? Because Stark? Because
0: Howard Stark's devices are stupid. They're all stupid.
1: There's I'm always at,
0: something stupid.
1: I got so mad at Howard for this fucking device. He's not even in the episode, anyway. <laughs> uh, so uh, all Jarvis has to do is put in the right code number, and this thing's gonna launch and blow up a but or blow back a bunch of a right. uh, bunch of mobsters because
0: because when peggy knocked out the guy he uh, he got off a shot yeah and so that alerted all the mobsters inside so there's a big crowd of men in fedoras with big guns walking towards them and jarvis is like hold on beep 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 the code's not working the code's not working the code's not working the jitterbug does not go off they have to put their hands up and get taken down to the basement
1: thanks howard
0: yay so they get taken down to the basement Dottie sees them come in and she goes peggy is this supposed to be a rescue? <laughs> <laughs> what a nice surprise <laughs> oh. oh bless meanwhile back, back at, at the, the goddamn Stark lab
1: mansion. okay Fuck. y'all uh uh in the future when you're making these shows <laughs> try to have a rule that you do not change location within like i don't know 30 seconds at this point right. god damn
0: god damn this is like we had that one episode last season that was like this that would spend literally 30 seconds in a scene yeah it, before jumping away my my Ooh.
1: notes are a fucking mess it's hard to keep track of stuff my dyslexia is like oh, i don't know what fucking order anything happens anymore and right. it's harder for it's literally harder for me to track the story
0: it's yeah it was hard to watch i yeah. had to watch it twice Yeah. And it just, and I don't, I don't even have the dyslexia. I've just, it's just hard to keep up with. So anyway, we're back at the fucking Stark mansion. Wilkes is in a fresh new suit. And this leads me to ask, did he um, get a shower?
1: Uh, You know, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I have on my notes, how does Wilkes go to the bathroom?
0: (laughs) Does he have a bucket? What are we doing here? Does Anna
1: have to clean
0: the bucket? What's the, what is, now that he's got a body, what is the plumbing situation?
1: (laughs) Is he holding it? In the Zero
0: Matter cage. Like what's, because he is, he is so fresh and so clean, clean in a very nice suit because Anna makes sure everybody around her is very well dressed. And, uh, and they, she's got like a dinner table, like shoved into (laughs) the cage with him so he can sit down and eat. They're having dinner together. It's adorable.
1: Well, hopefully, Zero Matter keeps it regular because, you know, anyway. Uh,
0: yeah, anyway. Uh, but again, we're there for like literally a minute and a half <laughs> and we're minute. back into the basement. Jesus Christ. Look, normally when you're cutting back and forth, back and forth in between two very specific scenes, it's because you're accelerating towards something. Right. And this is, but this is, it takes It takes, it takes a, a bit. while. Uh, no, real real quick, um,
1: in that in that scene, um, Wilkes likes to mention, I can't believe I'm drinking very expensive wine with you. And he says at first something like, I forget how much the first amount was, $200, a $200 bottle of wine. Uh, and Anna says, well, how about a thir- $1,000 bottle of wine? Uh, Stephanie, would you like to know how much a, a, a $1,000 in 1947 bottle of wine costs today?
0: Yes. 45800 What the fuck? What the fuck? Who paid? Tell me there's not $45,000 bottles of wine in existence right now.
1: Uh, I would have said, not that I know of, except when I went to Disneyland and I went to Club 33.
0: I went to Club 33. I went to Club 33. 33.
1: Yeah, you bow down to me now, bitches. Um, <laughs> and I. Who are you to,
0: talking to? Are you talking to me?
1: I'm talking to listeners and you.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh no. Great no, no, way. No, no,
1: great no. way to build an audience. Fuck y'all. No, no no
0: no no. That's that's never going to happen. I know. I, know. <laughs> um,
1: I I they had a wine cellar and some of the bottles had prices and sure enough, there was a bottle of wine for sale for eighty five thousand dollars. What? And, and there the was fun. there was one in the wine rack, so I assumed. Oh, is that the only one? Uh, and the waiter says, oh, it's the only one left in stock, implying that people have been buying this wine on the regular. Wow. So, so you know, capitalism. Yay.
0: Yay, rich people. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, they're enjoying a lovely dinner. Um, they have a quick conversation about uh, how Anna knows that Jarvis used to lie to her to protect her from knowing the dangers of going on adventures with Peggy. Now he doesn't. And she kind of misses the lie. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we go back to Peggy and Dottie and Jarvis are all tied up in a basement. Um, and Peggy and Dottie are having a whole conversation while they're like trying to wiggle out of their ties. It's like a race. Yeah. No, they are absolutely, uh, racing.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: Dottie is all super realist and she's telling Peggy about how Peggy's too idealistic and Peggy doesn't realize uh, what kind of people that she works for and she doesn't know how deep the rot goes at the SSR. And Your idealism blinds you, Peggy, and it will kill us all. She's furious with Peggy for not coming to rescue her before Whitney fucking choked her out with zero matter. Yeah, that's true. I, that's what I feel like this whole thing is. I agree. Is uh, Dottie trusted Peggy in her own weird fucking twisted Dottie way. And, <laughs> and she feels very let down by Peggy right now. So that's why she's so mad. I
1: like that's that. That's what I think. I love that.
0: So anyway, while they're, <laughs> they start getting like stuff done, Peggy gets her hand out and then Dottie gets her hand out. And they're like in a race to get all their stuff done. Meanwhile, Jarvis just breaks out. He gets out of his. I oh, Yeah. I was like,
1: I didn't even know he could fucking do that.
0: Right. Well, and the whole time he has been saying the numbers of the code that he entered. Over and over and over again. He's been going 34, 24, 34, 34, 24, 34. Over and over he's been saying that. He finally gets out of his bonds and he goes, oh, Carol Lombard. What? What? (laughs) Who? Turns out. Oh my God. The code that Jarvis entered on Howard Stark's little jitterbug device, 34, 24, 34, uh, is the code that it's supposed to be to set off the correct boom. That is Carol Lombard. That's her measurements.
1: God damn it, Howard
0: Stark. 34 24 34 fucking Howard Stark. Here's the thing. Um Carol Lombard, real person, she was an adorable little blonde actress from the era, uh, oh. best known best known for screwball comedies. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, she was she was very known for being like peppy and energetic and cute. Um so yeah, 34 24 34 for the immediate boom, that's Carol Lombard. Uh and he says, "I entered 33 23 33. That's Barbara Stanwyck's measurements." Who? Barbara Stanwyck is another actress who's a real person. Uh, she's a brunette actress more known for her more serious and realistic roles, as far as I can tell. I don't know. I've never watched a Barbara Stanwyck I, movie.
1: I, I am not familiar with her.
0: But <laughs> Dottie and Peggy both turn to him and go, What, what does Barbara Stanwyck do? <laughs> <laughs> and then, boom,
1: boom. from
0: outside.
1: Uh, which was fucking hilarious.
0: It was. It turns out the Barbara Stanwyck code is for delayed detonation. And this brings me to an uncomfortable question. Oh, no. Why do we think Howard assigned these specific women's measurements, one of them to the immediate detonation and the other to a delayed detonation?
1: Uh, time to, it takes them to orgasm?
0: Yes, that is exactly yeah. what I think is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them is a little quicker on the trigger. Than the other, <laughs> so to speak.
1: Wait, but their orgasm, right? Not his?
0: Yeah, theirs. Yeah yeah. 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 Which I think speaks highly for Howard in his piggish way, because at least he gives a fuck if they do. <laughs> Being straight is a nightmare sometime, dude. <laughs> like, it's just...
1: There oh. are guys out there
0: who legitimately do not give a fuck. Yeah.
1: I like I, I like never being confused as to whether or not the my male partner has had an orgasm.
0: There you go. There you fucking it's, go.
1: Yeah, very visual. Uh, anyway, yeah.
0: See, the it's a thing though. Like, I just the culture of faking it is so damaging for everyone. I'm just saying, like, ladies, if you if you fake it, he's gonna think that whatever he did is what works, and he's never gonna get anyone off ever. Don't fake it. Make him learn. Just saying. Does it take longer? Are you both going to be frustrated and sweaty and chafed by the time you're done? Yes. So, let's learn something here. Unless of course you're tired then fake it and get him out of the room. <laughs> if you got to like pee or something or you still or this isn't worth the UTI just <laughs> <laughs> I love those moments that I realize upon immediate reflection are going to be cut out of the podcast. <laughs> This is one of those. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh my god, I can't breathe. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, oh. while they're all getting out of their bonds and stuff, Dottie's hurting. Yeah, like she's she's wincing. She's a little irpy. She's not she's not doing well, and Peggy notices it uh, and. So as they're getting out and uh, Peggy's got Dottie re-tied up and they're walking out and they see that the the delayed detonation of the jitterbug fucking took out everybody. Right. At the house. They're able to just walk out. Um Dottie flinches again and almost even kind of collapses and Peggy's like okay hold on why are you doing this what what's going on who did this to you and Dottie's like I told you Vernon Masters did it and Peggy's like there's no fucking way no there's no way Vernon's impotent ass did this okay (laughs) like she's uh she does not think that Vernon could have possibly hurt Dottie to this degree right and then Peggy's like hold on hold on Why were we just tied up in a basement for hours? Why didn't anybody come to question us and interrogate us about what? Because I'm the one that people are going to be asking questions about. Why weren't they asking us questions? Holy shit. Dottie Whitney did this to you, didn't she?
1: Uh Uh-oh. The cat's out of the bag now.
0: Right? And she says, what did you tell her? And Dottie goes, Peggy, you knew this was a trap, but it wasn't set for you. (gasps) Yes. Who and they realize, oh shit, it's for Jason. And Jarvis realizes, oh shit, Anna's at home alone with Jason.
1: Yep. And then suddenly we skip back to Stark Mansion.
0: Well, we see Jarvis freak out a little bit because, like, one of the mob yeah, guys does starts freak to out get up. Severely. Jarvis takes the jitterbug in one hand, swings it, knocks the guy in the head, grabs his gun and picks it up. And for once, Peggy doesn't say anything about Jarvis having a gun. They go get in the fucking car.
1: They just get in the car and go.
0: Yeah. And so, and we're reminded in that moment of intensity that, yeah, by the way, Jarvis was a soldier once upon a time. Yep. So he wasn't always C3PO. Right. Anyway, so back at Shea Stark, what's going on?
1: So Anna is up in the kitchen. Uh, getting more wine. (laughs) And then at the same time, conveniently, Whitney just walks on in and she sets off the Stark Mansion alarm. Now, just a quick reminder (laughs) to you all. The alarm isn't a loud, blaring, inconvenient sound. It's just Jarvis informing you that you've, you've, uh, uh, violated the premises and you need to leave. And it repeats that over and over again. And it says Um, that you have
0: until a count of five to get out or the authorities will be called. And just, oh my God.
1: Yeah. If I understood this correctly, I got a little confused by this. Anna is too drunk to really think that the alarm is a problem, or maybe she thinks that she is setting it off because she's going yeah. into the wine cellar.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. She thinks that she set it off, and yeah. so she's just like, "Be quiet, dear," you know, to to the alarm because it is her husband's voice. Meanwhile, Whitney just kind of walks Goes into around the fucking lab. You see, no. She looks around. She oh. sees the wires. She follows the wires along the wall to the control box for the alarm and turns it off.
1: Oh, that too. Yeah. Uh, and she then she goes in, to the fucking lab. And then she goes to the fucking lab where, oh my God, there is Dr. Wilkes. And I'm just like, ah. Uh, she yeah. strolls. She strolls in and she looks at the plans for, I think it's Howard's version of the arc reactor.
0: Yeah, because she mentioned the palladium core. hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? And like the, the, the first versions of the arc reactor have a palladium core. And I am a bigger nerd than I ever thought I was because I knew that.
1: Yeah, I I'm a fucking nerd too,
0: and, and and so
1: she's like she's like oh he's such a he's such a genius it's, uh, referring to Howard Stark. It's just right. a shame that he's wasting it on the movies, which right. that's so funny because like she's wasting her genius on movies too. On
0: the movies too. Well, not anymore.
1: Well, obviously she's evolved beyond. She's moving that. on up.
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: She has superpowers now. Fuck that.
0: Yeah. And she's just you know she's circling Wilkes's cage like a shark. She's examining it and she's like, oh, I get it. I see what this is. Okay. Well, she's like asking all these big sciencey questions that I couldn't track because this science. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know either. But then we cut the fucking commercial again on that note. And I'm like,
0: ah! What? what no, not yet.
1: Oh? Because she, she, she
0: reaches into the cage to take back the zero matter from him.
1: I have that happens after in my notes, but you could be right.
0: Um, no, you, you may be right. You may be right. I did not write down the commercial breaks anymore because they were infuriating. No, because they were fucking
1: infuriating. Yeah.
0: But because we come right back to the same scene. So like, why even no, why even, anyway. So she, she reaches in to the cage and she's like, your little friend took something from me and I'm going to take it back. And so Mm. she tries to like the zero matter out of him. Like she sends out a tentacle to, to like (laughs) grab onto him and the zero matter out, but it doesn't work.
1: No, he sucks her instead. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a mutu- it, it was a mutual sucking. It was a
0: mutual sucking. It was a mutual sucking. You're right. Of, of zero matter. Of zero matter. <laughs> normally, yeah. normally, that's actually not super productive uh, because everybody's too distracted. Nobody got anything. Neither of them got any zero matter out of it, but he did kind of get a boost.
1: Yeah, he got more powerful. But we're not able to see that come to fruition because there's a real quick shot of Jarvis and uh, Carter and Dottie in the car.
0: Literally 60 seconds. We're at the scene in the car Uh. um, where Jarvis is driving and he's super intense. And Peggy is looking at him with concern in her eyes. And Dottie is fascinated. Just fascinated.
1: I've never seen you scared before, she says.
0: Uh Mm. Uh-huh. And And she's she's right. She's never, never. Yeah. Peggy doesn't do scared. Mm-mm. But right now, right now, when the the sweetest little Hungarian cinnamon roll of a woman is in very real danger, and that's her best friend's wife, like, yes, yes, we're scared right now.
1: So, do we stay in the scene and let it marinate for a little bit and just get. Why really would we do that? Everybody? What are you talking no. about? Film no. noir no. or something?
0: No. Fuck right, that. I know. We're going
1: back to the fucking lab. Oh, uh, my God. Whitney is uh, asking the doctor how he feels, and she's figuring out, like, he is. He is the only other person in the world who could mm-hmm. possibly relate to her right now. Right. So she does the whole Darth Vader join me.
0: Yes, I have that in my notes. It's the join me <laughs> of the rule of the galaxy as father and son speech. <laughs> and she's like, we can change the world.
1: The world's just fine as it is. Is it? Oh, really?
0: You're the diversity hire at Isodine, dude. You think Ouch. Isodine hired you because you were so brilliant? No. They hired you for the same reason they hired Jane Scott, a woman and a black man. Wow. That's it. Yeah.
1: And Wilkes tried, he tried to do a comeback. He's like, well, we know the real reason why why Jane Scott got hired because you're a husband. But Whitney yeah. breaks, up, breaks that up. And, and she's Whitney like, completely,
0: uh-huh. she, she disregards it because it doesn't even matter. Yeah, um, she,
1: he's dead. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yeah.
0: And she is trying to do what what uh, Dottie was trying to do with her earlier, where Dottie was trying to forge a connection between them. She's trying to reach out. She's doing the sales pitch. And she, sa- she says, we, she's saying we, we are so marginalized, so desperate for approval that we will do anything to hold on to what little respect we can get. We are easily manipulated and completely expendable. That's why... We fucking worked for Isodine. That's why we gave them our genius all this time with nothing in return. That's that's the whole point she's making here. And she's like, without that job at Isodine, what would you be doing right now? Scrubbing toilets? Ouch. Shining shoes? But
1: she's not wrong.
0: The look on his face?
1: Mm. And you
0: can tell, I, I think the look on his face said that he was thinking, no, I'd be picking fucking oranges.
1: Yeah, and he would.
0: Yeah, he would be because that's where his family is. Yeah. And she, again, like, and she, oh. she's so quotable. She's the Dottie of this scene, right? Because right. she says, Has there ever been a day where you felt like a real man in this country? I simply want to change things for people like us. People that have been ignored, held back, ground up. Okay, girl. Wow. Look, I was just applauding her before because she was powerful and terrifying and I love it. But... Now she's gonna be pushing some kind of kind of social justice reform. Is she the is she is she the Magneto of the series? <laughs> like, that's the thing about Marvel villains; they're really good at having a fucking point.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's and, and that's they, especially MCU uh, versions of the villains. Uh, mm-hmm. They because you know Thanos in the comics did what he did because he had the hots for death. oh
0: okay (laughs) not uh, because he wanted to like save the galaxy from itself no fuck
1: the galaxy he wanted to impress lady death um but in the mcu he legitimately wants to rebalance to the universe so you
0: know yeah like you know killmonger had a point ultron had a really twisted point
1: uh yeah he did
0: yeah so like that's all of that like this is she is absolutely in that same pantheon of marvel villains who have a fucking point yeah. She's not wrong. And that's what makes it so interesting and difficult to deal with them.
1: Hashtag Danos was right. Anyway.
0: Oh girl. Okay. Oh, so yeah. then uh Joseph Manfredi walks in and right? he's so cute and I love him so much. And then he goes and gets racist.
1: Really racist. And real I'm racist not gonna I'm not gonna repeat what he says, but no. he remarks he remarks on Wilkes' uh uh complexion yes. uh and ethnic background. And mm-hmm. uh before Wilkes has a chance to really pr- protested uh, Whitney had already taken it upon herself to go behind the doctor and knock his ass out, which... Yep. Okay.
0: So she knows that he's not going to go with them, mm-hmm. so she's just going to take him. Right. She's kidnapping Wilkes. And I think she truly believes that she is taking him for his own good and that she'll get him back to her lab situation and she'll be able to find him some answers and give him... Because she sussed out that his... Um, tangibility is temporary unless he's inside that cage so she's going to find some solutions for him I think she thinks she's really going to be helping him Yeah, and that she really does have a kindred spirit and she wants him to work with her
1: well she doesn't want to be alone in this right
0: and he's also brilliant and he's also a sort of an avatar of the zero matter right and also she can't just suck all the zero matter out of him she tried that already it doesn't work (laughs) so they might as well work together right
1: you know, usually if it doesn't happen the first time, I I, I would try again. But that's just mm-hmm. me. Um, right. <laughs> so, um, And then all of a sudden we cut, we're at Sousa's house.
0: Yeah, we're at Sousa's house. He's calling Anna to ask if uh Peggy and Jarvis have gotten back yet. Yeah, they have not. Sousa's like, I'm worried. Anna's like, I'm worried. Okay, I'm going to come over there. Sousa hangs up. Anna sees them taking Wilkes out. Yeah, like he sees, she sees him through the window. But then we cut back to Souza at his house. What's going on with him? Uh,
1: uh, he has a pleasant night at home. Um, you know, he he makes some chicken and he goes. No, to bed that is not <laughs>
0: what happened. What happened, Chris? Uh, he, Take gets fucking, back, he gets the ball back. Bitch, fucking, I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, he gets fucking jumped by people in masks, uh, yeah. and they beat the shit out of him. At least I think that's what they do because they don't show us everything that it's- happened.
0: It's a very dark scene, and I think it's because they didn't actually have a set for Suze's house.
1: I don't think they, I agree with, I, I, I have WTF, what, what, what next? And then we cut, we leave the scene.
0: Yeah, like he's calling her from his dark home. Like, where he has no lights on in his house. Because saved, did you forget il, 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 to pay il, your light bill? What il, happened?
1: Electricity is expensive in California stuff. Yeah, so. sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, so he's he he gets the shit kicked out of him. One of the thugs says, you want to be a hero, huh? So obviously Vernon sent them. Right. Um, so, yeah, he gets jumped. You see him uh, bloodied and left on the floor of his home. He's lucky they didn't fucking kill him. Yeah, uh, I agree. Meanwhile, Anna runs outside and to try and stop Whitney and Manfredi from taking Wilkes away. So she runs out and she's like, He will die if you take him. He needs needs answers. And I'm going to help him get those. Right. And Manfredi pulls a fucking gun on this tiny little woman. Because he doesn't underestimate women either. And also he's a monster. Yeah. But Whitney takes the gun from him and says, No, no, you don't need to do that. We're not monsters. Are you sure about that? Mm Mmm okay i don't think so she starts with trying to reason with anna where she's like look i'm not i'm taking him somewhere where i can help him i can help him find some answers i can help him you know get his tangibility back and blah 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 but then they hear a car pulling up right as anna is saying peggy will all will will hunt you she will find you she's not going to stop coming after you and then of course we right then we're hearing peggy pull up and whitney's like i don't doubt that i can however slow her down
1: Oh, my God. And then she takes a gun and shoots Anna in the fucking stomach. Yeah. Oh.
0: Just the worst possible wound. It's going to take her forever to die. Yeah. I had to shoot her in the stomach. That's not something you can just slap a bandage on real quick. She could have shot her in the leg. Yeah. And that would have been... So- that. No, but a gut wound, that has to be taken care of right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yes, yes. You fucking monster woman. Yes, that very effectively slows them down.
1: Uh, God. And so, Whit- so Whitney gets away um, yep. and the uh, look on Jarvis's face broke my fucking heart.
0: Oh my God. So he, he runs to his wife who is laying on the ground screaming because she's just been shot in the belly mm-hmm. and he's screaming for help. And Whitney, Whitney, no, Peggy uh, try, almost takes off running after Whitney and realizes she can't because this situation is too dire. And so she comes back and we see them pulling up into the hospital.
1: Yeah, uh, they go to the hospital. Everything is pretty intense. Uh, during the scene, um, Jarvis, I've J- the actor who plays Jarvis. Did such a James Darcy. Yeah. James Darcy did such a incredible job because oh, this so isn't good. this isn't funny, Jarvis. This isn't mm-hmm. even like uh common commonly frazzled, Jarvis. This is broken heart, Jarvis, and it's yeah. fucking brutal to watch him. Um, so he did a perfect job. Uh mm. they, you know, the doctors are asking Peggy what the fuck happened. They finally tell doctor that she had been shot. And
0: Yeah, Jarvis isn't answering. He's in shock. He's in all shock. he can do is stare at his wife. Yeah. Peggy is the one that's answering all the questions. And also, before they went inside, she told a cop to watch her car. Because she's an SSR agent. Yeah. She's got a suspect detained in the trunk. Do not let them out of the trunk no matter what. Because it's Dottie. Dottie's in the trunk.
1: Right, right. Fuck. Well, the problem with that is... Uh, after Peggy is able to communicate to uh, about Anna's condition and the doctors mm-hmm. take her away, only a moment passes before somebody's like, "Hey, police officer has been shot out here." Mm-hmm. Thanks, uh, thanks, Dottie. Uh, yeah. So they, uh, Peggy rushes out the front, and there is a dead there is a dead police officer in the driveway. Yep. The car the car trunk is open, doors are open. Dottie is gone. Yep. And that's it. She's for- taken
0: off. You see her diamond necklace on the floor of the trunk. Right. She's gone. So back at the SSR, right. Souza hurt. And have you ever have you ever tried to use crutches while you are hurt in uh, other ways? I've
1: never been in crutches, but I know friends that have, and I know it's next to impossible.
0: Particularly because he's holding his ribs, particularly if you have anything going on with your torso, like your ribs or your or your uh, abs or any of that is hurt. Using crutches is fucking impossible. Ouch. It hurts so much. Souza is in a great deal of pain and he has an adorable little like bandage on his eye. And <laughs> I'm just saying if you need somebody to kiss it better.
1: Right. right I, here, I, I also wanted to comfort him.
0: I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Anyway.
1: So so Susa comes in roughed up and Vernon walks up to him and he's like, huh, what happened? Huh. The the crime in this city. It's so terrible, isn't it? Mm.
0: It's just awful. And, uh, And then he's like, so do you have any leads on the uranium rods? And Susa's like, no, I don't. And I don't think we will ever find them.
1: Which is Susa saying, we ain't finding shit.
0: Yeah. That is that is veils lifted. Sousa's not finding shit for him. And Vernon goes, well, that would be a real shame for everyone involved. I guess I'm taking over this office of the SSR.
1: Yeah, you need a break, Sousa. You've gone through yeah. so much. How about you go on vacation? I'll take over the operations now. And yeah. Sousa's like, what? Um, <laughs> and, but there's nothing Susa can do. No. Because
0: apparently this is high. Well, here's the thing: is Vernon Masters is supposed to be FBI, which is a different division. So I'm not sure exactly how the chain of command works between the SSR and the FBI. But I didn't think an FBI guy could just wander in and take over. You know what? Uh,
1: uh, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who only listen to this show and don't listen to Dark Side Divas, there have been moments in Star Wars where we just have to go. This is this is Fast and Furious logic, like from the Fast and Furious movies. This is about family just fucking whatever (laughs) it's fast and furious star wars and
1: in in fairness they filmed on the same exact locations as fast and furious (laughs) so you know it makes more sense
0: it's even more appropriate here so yeah fast and furious marvel and so back at the hospital peggy is calling to update susa she calls to the switchboard at the auerbach talent agency and apparently it's not rose i'm guessing uh she's still away yeah well her mom is sick back in new york anyway so she says uh put me through to the chief and vernon masters answers the phone
1: and peggy has to is shocked and has to hang up
0: she hangs up god and so like there's no cell phone she doesn't know what's going on she doesn't have a way of getting a hold of susa right now all she can do is go sit next to jarvis
1: who is destroyed jarvis is completely destroyed And the only thing he says is, they can't even tell me if Anna's going to survive. She's still in surgery.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So all she can do is sit there and be supportive and hold his hand while he waits to find out if his wife is going to live.
1: And end of the episode.
0: End of the episode! What? Yay! (laughs) I can't wait for next
1: week to see what's going to happen.
0: Except that it's gonna be two weeks. Um, so Oh uh, good Lord. Alright, is that, y'all. do we have anything else for this episode? Uh
1: Sorry. well what did you think? Cause I like parts of this episode clearly, but the the jumping around was oh, was it's, so brutal. It's,
0: it's fucking it's killing me in this episode. I was thinking about it while we're going through this, um, and jumping back and forth between all of these scenes have uh, reminded that the writer of this episode writes for cartoons right. And maybe that's where some of this pacing is coming from. Or maybe the writer is just fine and and he actually wrote these scenes to be done as full scenes and the director's the one who broke them up. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't tell but something something in production chopped this this episode into teeny tiny little pieces until it's like it's it's kind of a mess. Um, I mean, I still enjoyed it. I really loved parts of it a lot. uh, But the pacing of it is just fucking whiplash, man.
1: I, I, yeah, I, I haven't, every time, every time we get an episode where it's extremely, uh, extremely jumping around like this, I have a very hard time.
0: Right. And I'm sorry. But, you know, I guess we only have a few more episodes to go. Wow. In Agent Carter, so at least there's that. Wow. Well, um, so do we have anything else for today? For I, this I, episode? I, I for- do not.
1: This episode was exhausting. Okay.
0: It was. I'm so tired. Um, So yeah, that's it for season two, episode seven, Monsters. Now, as I said earlier at the top of the show, uh we are going to be skipping a week uh, for the podcast because real life is doing its thing. Um, but then after that, we will be back the following week with season two, episode eight, The Edge of Mystery. will we find out the fate of anna jarvis we fucking better in the first five minutes
1: like for fuck for fuck's sake please i
0: adore that little woman and i need to know that she's okay god damn it i mean yeah okay technically realistically speaking i could just go watch it right now but (laughs) but you know for the purposes of this podcast i'm very upset
1: i i yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah I'm upset, I'm I,
1: upset. I, and we warned y'all we warned y'all by the way
0: it's fucking weird yeah. anyway this this like this' it's just this was a bummer. this episode was very tense and a bummer, and fine, okay, We'll just move on to the next one in two weeks. all right uh, do we have anything else for today? No are uh, we ready to outro this podcast? yes. Excellent. Okay. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. We super appreciate it, and thank you for bearing with us through this this particular episode. It has been it has been a time. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh, if you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you can. Uh, we are on all the social medias. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Marvelous underscore Divas. Except on Facebook, where it's at the Marvelous Divas. But you know,
1: yay. Whatever also y'all you can subscribe to our podcast uh you know wherever you listen to podcasts
0: (laughs) are you okay no i'm
1: not i'm just i'm 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 waves of emotion i go between happiness you are in
0: a glass cage of emotion
1: anyway uh, you can listen to us on any podcast uh, platform of your choice but more importantly than that it would be really cool if you could share us uh, uh, talk to your friends about us and get them to listen also leave Uh us a review if you leave us a five star review and a written review like on a platform like Apple Podcasts which lets you do that by the way uh, we Mm -hmm. will read your review on the air and be entertained by it hopefully Um, (laughs) we also have a YouTube channel every so often we do a special video version of our show called Divas Unleashed that combines content from our star wars podcast dark side divas and this one subscribe to that listen to that like it love it
0: Mm -hmm. do it
1: and last but not least steph we have a Mm -hmm. patreon
0: we do have a patreon that is a fact
1: yeah uh we we are uh giving people uh access to extra content through there, video versions of these podcasts which actually also have some more uh content which is really just us being a mess to be honest with you
0: they're uncensored, which it's just, it's, it's the hot mess version. It's the um, hot mess if version you, of our show. If you, want, if you want some unsolicited life advice, mostly about sex, then by, by all means.
1: <laughs> or how not to get any. Um, that's that's my advice that I bring to the table, really. Uh, but anyway, you can find us at uh, patreon.com forward slash divas podcast. And we're there. Yes, correct. Five bucks that a is, month. It's not that much, you know.
0: <laughs> anyway, okay, okay. That's it. They'll go if they want to go. It'll be fine. Uh, Please. All right. <laughs> okay. See? That's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> anyway, I think we're done. I think that's everything. That's everything. Okay. All right. So, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. You, you, you are very much like my husband's goddamn cat. Cause, I mean, look, the show, this show knows all about Boomer. Boomer's all up in my shit. Dragon, my husband's goddamn cat, doesn't care about podcast recording. He doesn't Ayo, give a fuck. fuck. But he has, he's 18 years old, so mm-hmm. he's, he's got, He's got some very specific old man rituals and and routines that he needs to stick to. And one of them is that he follows me into the bathroom in the morning and he demands to drink water out of the faucet. Good for him. Enjoy. Um, You've got like 10 teeth. You're going to make a huge fucking mess. But go ahead. Drink. Drink out of the faucet. I love that. And he does. But if I take too long to finish up what I'm doing and open the door and let him back out, he will start knocking shit off the counter just just to fuck with me and speed me along right we know this this is the deal that we have struck i will finish my bathroom time uh in enough time for him to not have to start destroying my belongings like you do yeah he's he's holding me hostage okay (laughs) this morning Uh uh-oh this fucking cat uh i was done before he was done drinking Mm -hmm. i was like haha, and i'm he turns and he sees me he can't hear anything uh, he's deaf as a post now, but he turns and he sees me approaching the door because the bathroom sink is right next to the door. And he's like, "Oh, she's coming over here!" And he sees my hand reaching for the doorknob, and so he turns real quick and knocks some shit off the counter. I'm like I was just about to open the door, I was just uh, uh, and I've got my hand on the doorknob, and he looks up at me and he's like, "You still haven't opened it?" And he knocks some more shit off the counter.
1: God damn!
0: And I'm like, my hand. Uh, I opened the door. He looked me dead in the eye. He grabbed my tub of Tiger Balm and just right off the counter and then jumped out. I love that. Yeah. So.
1: You're right. I am like Dragon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Luckily for you and Dragon, I love you both very much. So go ahead then. Do your fucking torment thing. I'll fucking deal with it. I love all of it.